Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Good day, everyone. Um, my name is Guido Filler. I'm a pediatric nephrologist in London, Ontario, which is between Detroit and Toronto. And I was asked to talk about individualized treatment approaches for optimal lifelong management of children and adults with X-linked hypophosphatemic rickets. Unfortunately, I do not treat a lot of adults, so most of this will be on pediatrics. The first question I want to raise is when to start treatment, because this is, as you know, an innate uh, disease um, that is heritable, and the problems begin uh, very early in life, but most of the time the diagnosis will only be made when they are one years old and start to weight bear. And one of the points I want to really point to is the dental findings with excellent type of phosphatemic rickets. So you get very characteristic changes. You get a reduced animal density with normal thickness. You get a reduction of the mean dentin density. And then you get crown and root dentin densities that be reduced. And then there's a bad dentin called the interglobular dentin, which accumulates throughout the dentin, which has been described as to 500 85 fold uh, volume increase, and they have a lot of dental problems. And perhaps the most prominent findings are these dental abscesses that you can see here. And they're sterile abscesses, but they frequently result in extraction of the teeth. Um, one of my patients will get five teeth removed in the very near future, even though she had been on the modern treatment with Borosumab for um, three years. And most of the dentin is being formed in the very early period of life. Um, in Canada, borosumab is licensed starting at as early as six months, but there are many countries where it's only started at one year of life period. Um, and so these dental issues, which were actually quite high in the trial that was initially done, 28 patients had dental abscesses, and they were actually significantly more prevalent than uh, conventional therapy, um, it may well be that these um, dentin formation in the first few months of life is um, the problem and is not ameliorated with the neutralization of FGF23. Uh, another question is the craniosynostenosis, the craniosynostenosis that these patients often have. And then the other one is the final height. I want to give you an example of a patient whom I started at six months of age. She had no signs of rickets, um, but um, as you can see, her growth was already falling behind her biological potential. And then when we started Borosumab, we were actually able to get her to her biological target height, which based on the mother, it was not affected, could be as high as the 95th percentile. Uh, the father is, of course, affected and um, has a low potential. And I am really wondering that you know, patients in whom we can make the diagnosis congenitally, they should be started at, um, as early as possible. This patient never had any dental issues so far. The other question is about sex-based dosing. Um, as you know, this is an excellent disease. And while females can be as severely affected as males, when you look at 
siblings, or if you look at um, the a kindred with the same mutation, then uh, there is the impression that the boys are more severely affected. We therefore conducted a study that was just convenient um, because we had five females and five males um, with approximately the same age. The median time of starting was uh, about two years of age. And um, we were interested in comparing the sex-based differences in the treatment. Um, they all had um, normal, except for two patients, vitamin D levels and active vitamin D levels and they normalized after treatment. But what we noted is that the phosphate levels were lower in the males before starting, and they and their age matched, so we don't need to do the Z-scores, and that the girls on the normal dose of, one, of 0.8 milligram per kilo normalized their phosphate um, after two weeks of dosing, whereas the males did not, and we kept increasing the doses. Um, also, despite the increase of the doses, the TMP of a GFR did not normalize in the males and was significantly lower than in the females. So all males required a dose increase, and um, at the last follow-up, the males actually had an average dose of 1.68 plus minus 0.6 um, milligram per kilo every two weeks. Um, and they had also a much slower response. We have recently got this accepted for publication and conclude that males should be started on a higher starting dose of 1.2 milligram per kilo and to, to shorten the time to reach full therapeutic management. Of course, the mutation severity also plays a role and N and C terminal um, mutations have different adjustment. So to summarize, patients should be treated from, with Borosumab as early as possible, um, at least at six months of age, and that should be harmonized on our world. And in our experience, males require higher doses. And there is definitely a very important question that is for future research. What are the dental complications of XLH and how can we prevent them? Thank you for your attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.